Hello, everybody. Matt Lauer here, the new co-host of the Millennial Manchild podcast. Yes, Miles has a... Uh, uh, Matt, Matt! Whoa, whoa, Matt. What, what are you doing? Get, get out of here. Get, I, I told you, you, you can't be on my podcast, bro. Oh, gee, get... Oh. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. He heard the podcast was blowing up, and obviously he's looking for a gig. <sighs> Had to get him out of here, though. Can't have that kind of negative energy around here, you know? I'm not down for that. I don't respect it. Plus, like, dude had a lock button at his desk. Did you hear about this? Oof. Shit's crazy. He would had a button that locked the door at his desk. Doesn't he know, just from, like, cartoons and history and movies, that anybody who has a button at their desk or, like, their throne, bad dude, right? Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Dr. Evil. Trump. Dude's got the biggest button. Yeah, so, not good. You know, instead of sicking the dogs on you, like Mr. Burns would, Matt Lauer just sick himself on you, which is fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about that, pervy dude. Uh, welcome to the new episode of the Millennial Manchild Podcast. I hope you guys are uh, enjoying yourself. I hope you're having a nice week. It's a new year. We got a fresh start. We can do whatever we want, right? I mean, kind of. You don't really get that fresh of a start. We're pretty deep into this game at, at this point. But you know what I mean. <sighs> Let's get into it, I guess. Um, I get tired of talking about him. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about him too much. But man, Trump makes it almost impossible. The way he tweets. The way he fucking acts. It's hilarious. I have to admit, a lot of the stuff he does does make me laugh. Um, some of the tweets, I, I think they're hilarious. Like, they're scary, but they're they're funny. You know, the comedian in me is like, not bad, Don. It's a pretty good slam. Pretty good slam. But, uh, you know, talking about having the biggest button, talking about being a stable genius. Jesus Christ, man. I know he doesn't like California because we didn't vote for him, but he's, I feel like he's out here just trying to get us blown up, dude. He don't. <laughs> he ain't playing no games anymore. He's just fucking up there just tweeting whatever the hell he wants. He always has been, but, whew. Getting, getting hot and heavy out there. Uh, yeah, but anyways, fuck, enough with Trump. We'll, we'll move along to his uh, his little Keebler elf, Jeff Sessions, dude. That guy. Come on, man. These people. We literally just get legal weed out in California, and now he's already trying to roll back provisions and amendments like to, to make it harder to legalize it and to possibly make all work that has already been done just completely awash like people have voted bro this is a democracy should be anyways but no he's on some fucking righteous warpath probably feels like he's like mlk or some shit he's like i'm doing the right thing like dude shut up plus he should know like he's he's the Keebler elf like those cookies are only good high those hard ass fucking gross cookies mm, man he's he's gonna hurt his own business is what i'm saying so he should probably think about you know, trying to get rid of marijuana like that. Doesn't seem like a smart move. Does not seem like a smart move. But, whatever, you know. I try, that's one thing I've kind of came to the conclusion of lately, is I've been on my phone a little too much. Too much Trump, too much news. Gotta dial it back again. Just not as happy. You know, I'm feeling good, but like, I let it creep into my mind, and I don't like having those things in my head very much, because they kind of suck. So... Yeah, basically just need to be a little more disciplined on the phone again, I think. Um, 
since I got that new phone, it's been a little uh, enticing. It's so quick and fast. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. No wonder I was never on my phone before. It was a piece of shit, and I hated it. But, yeah. Got to got to kind of reel that back in, if you will. But life's been good. Been hitting the workouts hard since the new year. Um, been really trying to do that almost every day. Just a little something, whether it's, you know, a run, kettlebell. And I'm feeling good about that. I want to try and keep that going because just it feels nice to get something done, get the body moving. You know, I like feeling sore a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's kind of, I feel sore because I did something instead of just being lazy, you know. So that's fun. Um, but, yeah, before we get into it, I wanted to hit you with my – I didn't – I kind of talked about goals last time, right? But I didn't have, like, my specific list. I just want to hit you with my quick list of five goals for my year and maybe encourage you to write just a list of five simple goals that you can make. I kind of went more detailed, but this is just a simple list. Um, number one, double stage time. Number two, one podcast a week. Number three, read five books. Number four, lose 15 pounds. And number five, find some stable income to uh, sustain my life, right? Okay. So, yeah, that's just the one to hit you with that. Maybe, you know, you can do something simple like that. Just some five simple, easy, realistic goals. It's a, just a good thing for you to do, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, so today's episode is going to be a little bit about comedy. Uh, I want to talk about what it means to me, why it's important to me, and why I want to pursue it, I guess. I kind of already talked a little bit about that, but I'm just going to go in on just comedy. That will be the meat of this episode, so um, looking forward to sharing that with you. But before we get into that, I'm going to hit you with this poem. One of my favorite poems. It was shared with me a couple years ago. Oh, I can't remember who exactly. I think Rebecca, my friend Rebecca, shared it with me. But anyways, um, the, po- the poem is called Desiderata, Desiderata, which is Latin for desired things. Interesting, interesting. Anyways, here's the poem, uh, and then we'll get into the episode. Go placidly amid the noise and haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly. And listen to others, even the dull and the ignorant, they too have a story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than you. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let not, but let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for the face of all ardarity and disenchantment is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, Gracefully surrender the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. Do not distress yourself with dark imagings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the star, the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here, 
and whether or not it's clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace with your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheery, strive to be happy. Love that poem. Anyways, without uh, further ado, I'm on vacation. we'll get into the episode. Every single day, because I love my occupation. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation. Every single day, because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation. Every single day, every, every single day. Sour like a lemon tree. I'm just smiling down upon my enemies. Do the shit and love it on a daily. You say you hate your job, but you'll never leave, never leave. But that ain't gonna be me, that ain't gonna be me. My brother called me up, said he saw me on TV. I said it wasn't easy, but right now I'm living breezy. Build this engine from the ground up, now my hands they ain't so greasy. Feel me? I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day Every single day, every single day So, as I mentioned earlier Today's episode is about comedy And in particular what comedy means to me, right? If you've been listening to this podcast at all prior to this episode, you probably have a pretty good understanding that I am passionate about comedy. It is something that I do take serious. I want to be taken serious within comedy, and um, it's always just been kind of a dream of mine, right? So I figured today would be a great um, time to dive in a little deeper to kind of ask myself why I want to get into comedy, what it means to me, who inspired me, you really just touch on all that, hopefully. Uh, Because ideally, I want to be a better comedian. And if I have a better understanding of myself and why I want to do something, I feel like that'll definitely be beneficial along this journey to make sure I have good motivations and good intentions and that it's coming from a place that, you know, isn't just like, oh, I want to be famous or I just want to be rich. Because, you know, obviously that is something that can happen to some comedians. Uh, Most comedians do not get rich, that's for sure. But um, I think one of the things I always hear these other comedians say is you're kind of drawn to it. And I guess whether or not I knew it throughout my life, I've always been kind of drawn to comedy. Uh, I like to make people laugh. I like to laugh myself. I almost pride myself on being an easy laugh. I'm a guy who tries to laugh more than others just because I like to laugh and I want to give people a chance. And if you laugh at something somebody said, it makes them feel good and, you know, all that stuff. So for me, comedy has always been pretty important. 
it's been my favorite, a lot of my favorite movies growing up. Probably uh, a way that I was able to fit in a little bit better or um, make more friends was because I was kind of funny. I was typically a pretty shy and kind of insecure kid growing up, like a lot of us. And I had to use what I knew to make friends and get in with uh, some people, right? And I think I did that often by making them laugh. I wasn't always the class clown, per se, even though I kind of wanted to be. I would have, uh, looking back, I think I would have liked to be able to be a little more obnoxious in class. And Although I've had plenty of incidents where I was obnoxious in class, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I never really was, I was always kind of shy. I often, growing up, saw myself sometimes as like the guy who would say the funny thing quietly and then somebody heard it but then would repeat it louder and get the laughs. Like that's how I felt sometimes. I don't, I don't know if that's uh, accurate, but you know, that is how I felt. So I guess for me, comedy has always been a little bit of a defense mechanism, uh, a tool in my kit to defuse a situation or make myself feel more comfortable in a situation. And good or bad, uh, it is something that I've always done. And I didn't really <clears throat> know I was doing it per se. Because I didn't, I always liked the idea of trying to be a funny person or be a comedian, but I never knew that a kid from Great Bend, Kansas had a shot at trying to do something like that, if that makes sense. I never took a drama class or thought about that. I didn't think, oh, at K-State I should take a writing class or, or do this. No, I just went to business school. So I never really, even though I maybe dreamed about it or in the back of my mind thought it was like the end goal was to be a comedian, I wasn't always making moves towards it, I guess. So even though comedy was a big part of my life, I never dreamed it be, was something I would be doing per se. And I'm trying to think when I kind of had the moment like, mm, maybe I should do that. And I, I think it actually might be the first time I saw um, stand-up comedy live. I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. That's, that's what I want to do. Because I'd always seen it on TV and you know got plenty of laughs and enjoyed it and listened to so many tapes and uh, albums or whatever you want to call it. But the first time seeing it live, it was different. And, and that was a fun time because I got to see Daniel Tosh uh, with a bunch of my fraternity brothers. And I remember it was in Vegas. And I remember leaving that place. The whole auditorium was dying, by the way. Um, but I remember leaving that place and my face physically hurt. Like I was smiling and laughing so hard. I think my abs hurt. My stomach from like from laughing, the chuckling. It was incredible. And I remember thinking like, oh my god, that would be incredible. That's what I want to do with my life. I kind of remember thinking that. Like, yes, that... I don't know how, it, it doesn't seem possible, but that, that would be amazing. Because I felt so great after that. And I feel, and it made me, it made me remind, it reminded me why, another reason why comedy was so important in my life. Uh, because I didn't always have a good life. Um, we were pretty poor sometimes. Uh, parents were divorced, both had done drugs, whatever, right? And it wasn't always uh, sunshine and rainbows, basically. And even when it was bad, I could watch a funny movie or 
you know, put on Dumb and Dumber or The Nutty Professor or something and just forget about all that stupid shit and allow myself to just laugh and have some relief. And I guess kind of seeing Tosh do that <clears throat> live made me think like, oh, that would be awesome to do. That would be amazing for me because I don't ever see myself as like a doctor or a lawyer. I can never help people that way. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I could do the soup kitchen stuff. I don't, maybe I should I could help people that way. But like, I think in some small way, if I could make people laugh, if I could have them in a room for an hour and they forget about all their problems and their worries and they're just laughing and having a good time, you know, that would be one small way, I guess, for me to make the world better. And it's not much and it doesn't mean much and it's, you know, it's very fleeting, both sides, because it feels good for me too to get the laughs, but um, <clears throat> it was just like a little small way that I could bring maybe a little bit of more happiness or joy to the world is how I see it. And it would be a good way to give back to comedy. Because, as I said, comedy was there for me in some pretty shitty times in my life. And helped me feel better. And, like I said, add that relief. And if I could ever bring that to somebody, I would just one person even, boom. I felt like I achieved a pretty good goal there. Because I know how sometimes life just sucks. And comedy, to me, always makes it better. <clears throat> um... What else? I guess another reason why I want to get into comedy is because I look up to a lot of people in it. A lot of my role models or just um, people I admire in, in a certain way are comedians. Uh, two of the big ones are obviously Joe Rogan. If any of you know me, you know I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. Uh he has <clears throat> inspired me to start this podcast, to start doing open mics, to a lot of things. He has, in as lame as it sounds, helped uh, motivate me to live a better life. So <clears throat> I, I, I have to, I admire that, and I want to be a part of that peer group, if that makes sense. Like, and another guy is Jon Stewart. He... Growing up, I watched his show, The Daily Show, religiously. It was insane. Um, he was one of the one of my heroes for sure. <clears throat> and he started as a stand-up comedian. So I've always respected people who are stand-up comedians because not only do they often talk as like feeling as outsiders, which I can kind of relate to, but they're free free thinkers and uh, often very skeptical of just the way things are. And I've ident always identified with that kind of having a, a, a healthy aspect of skepticism within me and trying to think for myself. I'm sure I've fallen into many a pitfall when, you know, thinking I'm thinking for myself, but definitely not. <clears throat> I'm sure that's how it works for social media because I have been on there a little bit too much lately. But I do like to think I have a lot of self-awareness and can really... <clears throat> identify with comedians that's why i've always looked up to them i've never been a big sports guy i enjoy sports i watch sports but i've never been athletic so i was never like i'm gonna be michael jordan or i'm gonna be tom brady you know i i didn't have that <clears throat> so my idols have always been kind of those guys 
and I don't want this to, this kind of sounds a little lame because it sounds like I'm t taking comedians too serious, which they don't want to be taken. Like, I don't want to be taken that serious. I don't like, you know, I don't want to do this to have a platform or be like, Oh, what's, what's this opinion of this? Yeah, well, I got to hear Miles's opinion. Like I, I want to be a guy who can just have an opinion and it is what it is. I don't want to be, I think that's one thing that's funny about comedians is people are like, Oh, when the comedian says something and they take it serious, it's like, no, he's a comedian. Actors want to be taken serious. Comedians don't. They're trying to make jokes. They're trying to be funny. Sure, there can be a serious point in there sometimes, but that doesn't mean that that's who they are or what they always want to be. And I don't know. I guess a good example of that would be like Dave Chappelle's new special because he talks about some t touchy subjects and definitely ruffled some feathers, but I thought it was awesome that he just didn't, you know, nothing was really off limits, and I, and I love that about comedians they are able to just think you know they're the modern day philosophers and skeptics they just do they sit around and think for a living that's how they create that's how you, they write stuff they come up and they're just like okay what's a way i can poke a hole in society or how people always see something or what's what's something that you know right there in front of everybody that it's there every day, and, and we all notice it, but don't even know it. And then they point that out, and I, I love that type of stuff. You know, I've always uh, always really, really loved uh, this comedy is what I'm getting at, you know? And you guys know that. But <clears throat> it's just hard not to love the fearlessness these comedians have on stage and the abilities they have to provoke emotion. So, yeah, it's just one of the, uh, I just think it's a great art form, and it's so pure in many ways, but, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I just always have looked up to those type of people, and would love to be a part of that. Like, if I was ever even considered a comedian, just like a part of the peer group, to, to be respected by my peers in some way, uh, that would be incredible. Um, because like in the way that like Tom Brady would give like a rod, a, a nod to a rookie, of course, you know what I mean? Nothing like, Oh, he's up there with Joe Rogan. Like, no, no, no. Like, like, Oh, look, he made it to the league. That's all I want. <laughs> you know, just, just a little bit. So yeah. Um, I guess that's mainly it. Uh, there's, there's so much more of course, but I don't want to bore you guys to death forever because I imagine I could sit here and talk about comedy for years. Oh, I mean, one little quick story I remembered. Uh, even in middle school, I always I can remember admiring somebody like Jack Black because that's who I wrote my letter to. We had to write a letter in my uh, computers class. I think some of you will remember this that are listening. And um, I wrote my letter to Jack Black. He, I just saw School of Rock. I remember loving that movie. And I watched that movie. I, I could probably quote at one point in time like that entire movie because I had watched it so much. But um, that was just another example of a, a person I looked up to and a person who made my life better when I was going through a shitty time. So <clears throat> anyways, long story short, comedy, it has always been very important to me. And I think it always will be something I care about a lot and something I want to be good at um, because hopefully I can give back in, in the way 
that it helped me out, maybe help a few people out as well, as lame as that sounds. So, um, yeah, everybody, hope you enjoyed that. Hope it uh, inspired you to dig a little deeper maybe, uh, be a little more introspective. It's nice. Uh, it's good for you. Don't be afraid to dig a little deeper. Anyways, I hope you have a nice day. Peace. special snowflakes that's all i got for you today about comedy i hope you enjoyed the comedy episode man number 10 of the millennial man child podcast is in the books pretty crazy seems like uh time just flies these days but uh as always i just wanted to hit you with a few quick things here in the outro um <clears throat> i wanted to re quickly revisit the the giveaway the, the sweepstakes, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, I've had a few people reach out, and they are entered into the sweepstakes. Not a ton. That's fine. I wasn't expecting to see a flood of entries into this thing. But uh, if you, there are a few people that I think probably can be entered but haven't reached out because there's more uh, ratings on iTunes than there are people that have reached out to me. And some people have said some pretty nice things on there that I cannot even begin to live up to. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I don't know who everybody is. And if you want to be in the entry for a free tie-dye shirt, a legendary, one-of-a-kind, bold, beautiful, and fabulous tie-dye shirt made by yours truly, yeah, you know, just reach out to me so I, so I know because... I am not a mind reader or uh, whatever you want to call it. Psychic. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so, yeah, just reach out to me and let me know. And I'll be happy to put you into the drawing. I think I'm going to do it till actually like the end of January or just until whenever I feel like I have enough people to make it kind of interesting or something. I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm terrible at this. You guys know this. Just, just do. I'm just winging it out here. It's all blindly in the blind. But yeah, so that's, that's been fun. Uh, <clears throat> monthly challenge is going good. Going good. I mean, I'm sad a little bit about no fast food and uh, no sugar, but it's going good. The I'm staying strong. I have to admit, almost had a relapse thanks to the fucking terrible Chiefs. It's feeling very sad after that playoff loss. Very sad. Needed some ice cream. Luckily, I went down to the ice cream shop, and they had sugar-free ice cream. So, is it cheating? I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a loophole, but I'm all about that loophole life. 
I'm an American after all. You know, you got to exploit. Got to exploit those those weaknesses. And uh, it was pretty good. I have to admit, it was like it was like they were trying to steal. It was like soy mint chocolate chip is what I had. And it was like somebody was like trying to steal the secret recipe for the mint chocolate chip ice cream. And they were like, oh, we're so close. We just missed one ingredient. Yeah, that's what that's what the the ice cream tasted like. It was it was close, but no cigar. But it you know it was definitely good enough to help uh, deal with some of those sorrows that is being a Kansas City Chiefs fan in the playoffs. But but yeah, so you know challenge is going good, going strong. Had a few days where I was fucking craving some sugar bad, but fighting it, I'm doing well, and I'm gonna keep winning. Hopefully, that's the goal. Um, <clears throat> two recommendations that I have for you this week. I don't really have any set recommendations, but I kind of have two recommendations for me, so I'll just give them to you as well. I'm going to start reading a book. I mentioned that in the beginning that reading five books is going to be one of my goals, so maybe maybe you should pick up a book too. Don't be a big dumb dumb. Reading's good for you. It's good for the mind and uh, good for good for the soul. I I don't know. I actually just made that last part up, but. I'm going to pick up a book, and that'll be good, good for me. And what else? I guess I'm going to I'm gonna go for some more runs. I've been keeping up, been working out, but I haven't been going for the runs. The cardio is suffering, so read a book and go for a run. Don't be, don't be dumb and don't be lazy. That's this week's message. Uh, I guess that might be harder for some people where it's cold. I, I'm spoiled and can just go for a run pretty much any time, so. So, don't, don't, so don't listen to me, basically. I have terrible advice. Um. Yeah. Da, da, oh, yeah. So we'll end it here with the music. Uh, today's music, in order, was brought to you by these. Uh, was was the was this? You know, these were the songs. Sorry for butchering that, but uh, "Vacation" by the Dirty Heads. Um, "Champagne" by Ganja White Knight. Shout out to Alan for showing me that song. And we're ending it here. This is a long one. It's a it's, it has to do with comedy, so I wanted to put it in. Uh, it's called "Pure Comedy" by Father John Misty, and it's about a six minute song. So you know, miss it if you want. But uh, I'm putting it in there, and we'll we'll end the podcast with that. So I hope you all have a fantastic week, a wonderful night, and that's all I got. So, Manchild signing off till next week. Take care. The comedy of man starts like this. Our brains are way too big. For our Moses And so nature She devised This alternative We emerge Half formed and hope Whoever greets us on The other end Is kind enough To fill us in Babies, that's pretty much how it's been ever since. 
Now the miracle of birth leaves a few issues to address. Like say that half of us are periodically iron deficient. So somebody's gotta go kill something while I look after the kids. I do it myself, but what? Are you gonna get this thing? It's milk. He says as soon as he gets back from the hunt, he can swim. It's hard not to fall in love with something so Ladies, I hope we don't end up regretting this. Comedy. Now that's what I call pure comedy. Just wait until the part where they start to believe they're at the center of everything and some all-powerful being endowed this horror show with meaning oh their religions are the best they worship themselves yet they're totally obsessed with risen zombies unbelievable outfits and they get terribly obsessed when you question their sacred texts written by a woman hating epileptics their languages just serve to confuse them their confusion somehow makes them more sure. They build fortunes, poisoning their offspring, and hand out prizes when someone patents a cure. Where did they find these goons they elected to rule them? What makes these clowns they idolize so remarkable? These mammals are hell-bent on fashioning new gods So they can go on being godless animals
Each other's all we've got. 